Notions is recorded before a live studio hamster. What if Horde of Notions is not killed? Good evening and welcome to episode 94 of Horde of Notions. I'm your host, Chris. With me tonight, the two regular hosts. First of all, it's Will. Today is Travis's birthday, but at the rate he's going, he's never going to see another one. So enjoy it, Travis. And of course, we have the birthday boy, Travis. Hello. I hear you can now be president. Yes, I have now reached the age of... Uh, I can submit my candidacy. So, I mean, vote accordingly come November if you're an American. But I hear you were born in Madagascar, so we can't actually do that. I don't know if I was born in Madagascar so much as I hatched. I thought the age was okay. 45. Nope, 35. Oh. You, well, uh, we'll need your long-form birth certificate. I don't know if they make those in Kentucky. <laughs> it's it's scrawled on the side of the barn. <laughs> in In blood. <laughs> So, we are back, in case you hadn't noticed. Uh, we kind of got bored not podcasting, and we like talking to each other and trolling each other. Isn't that right, Jund? I mean, well, I mean, Jund. Uh, no, what actually happened was uh, Chris was being all whiny and whatnot, and was like, guys, I don't want to record anymore. So, after a year of incessant nagging, he finally decided to come back. Hey, Travis, remember that time Will didn't play Jund? No. No, me neither. Well, that's because uh, we were away for a year. Clearly, the other part of this is Chris knew that I was playing, you know, Blue Eye Control, and he was like, guys, we're out. All Jund in all the formats ever. It's true. Will does like to play Jund. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So we're not uh, we're not going to keep you guys too long. We'd like to keep these podcasts relatively short, you know, like Will's gen- genitals. So... We're going to start off by talking about our game day slash states adventures. Well, since I assume you played Jund and didn't last very long, how about you start us off? Whoa, whoa, there's whoa. no Jund in this format. Actually, that's not true. There's, uh, what was it? Who, the, um, the guy with the, the two, oh, Betcher, that one. Uh, he, uh, he actually played Jund Agro. And it was funny because the, who was it? It was Cedric and Patrick Sullivan that were trolling him because his deck apparently couldn't beat Ventus Rider. Hey, right up until the day before States, I was playing Jun Devotion. Oh, see, look at this. Wait, what? You heard me. Actually, I th- that don't joke, because I've considered playing Sultai Devotion. Uh, Sultai Devotion I looked at, too. But Jun Devotion was, basically, it's just red-green Devotion splashing black for uh, Doomwake. I mean, that seems viable. You know, Sultai, you could is just, so easy to splash. You're just splashing blue for um, Villainous Well. Yeah. So while you guys dirtle with random creatures that are just terrible, uh, since there's a combo deck in Standard, I played that. Ah, I love this deck. 
Oh man, I played it too. There's no black in it though, so you couldn't even say it was Jundskai Ascendancy. There is no black in it, although with the rate I use my sideboard, it could have just been pretty much three swan <laughs> songs and 12 other cards. And 12 black cards, yup. <laughs> although, no, I have, to be fair, I have three swan song and two negate and ten other cards. Okay, I actually, there's one of them actually that I, I had divination, that I did board in divination against the like super discard deck. Is this the Just Guy Ascendancy combo deck you're talking about? It is. See, I, so I tested that. I played about 20 games with it and decided it took way too much concentration to make sure you hit all your triggers, so I said, screw that. It does, and there's also a whole ton of lines that you can win from that you might not realize. It's a lot like Kiki Pod, in that some board states you can actually just win, even though your opponent might think, oh, he doesn't have X piece, he can't go off here. Which version did you play, Will? I, I played uh, the Channel Fireball Exact 75. I just I wanted to. They have the list with pretty much the most four ofs in it and the simplest of win conditions in Alter the Brood, and I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, and the thinking behind it is because when I'm playing a combo deck, I I, I just want to straight play a combo deck. Uh, you know, there's some people that are like, oh, well, you should play Briber's Purse over Cornucopia, for example, because, you know, if you can make the game go longer. But, like, you're playing a combo deck that's easily disruptible, so you don't want the game to go longer. That's, yeah, that's true. The I mean, I don't know if you've seen now that the Fireball people are actually saying that a uh, Scryland mana base might be better than fetches and basics. Uh, the yeah, the mana base I had a huge uh, problem with. Uh, the just the fact that there's a lot of occasions where it came up. So it plays one flooded strand and four windswept teeth. Yeah. But there's only one plains and one forest. And with the amount of digging that you can do with that deck, uh, there is uh, there there's a lot of times where it came up where windswept teeth was just like oh. I guess I have a card to loot away, but that's not really a situation you want to be in. Yeah, it actually cost me a game where I was keeping fetches uncracked in case I needed to shuffle away something off a of scheming because of a spell that was played in response, or I needed to shuffle, um, like, just to see if I could loot into something, and I drew my one-off forest, so that left me a basic short, and I was a mana short of going off well, when I lost. The, like, the other thing I found is that forest is pretty much... More, there's a lot of times it's far more off? detrimental. Yeah, so what was that, Travis? Aren't you used to being short and going off? <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, yeah, I think actually the forest might be the worst card in the deck. I think so, because there's a lot of times where you, you, you can't cast Jeskai Ascendancy with that forest, right? Correct. And you're, the only so you're just, and if you have like blue loot spells, you can't cast the blue loot spells. So obviously for, say, playing your dude, uh, you know, you need, say, an untapped uh, source coming into play, but with the amount of uh, shock lands that, or pain lands that you have, it's, uh, I, I haven't, like, so I played three game days on the weekend, and I haven't had a yeah. chance to play standard since, but if I do, I'm most likely gonna, I'm not 100% sure exactly what the cuts are, but they're mostly gonna be aimed at, like, that forced windswept, windswept teeth, probably looking at uh, Mystic Monastery, uh, as well as uh, Scrylands, which, because the deck is, it, it, it's very odd as a combo deck. Like, it's a combo deck that you can goldfish, and you still don't win on turn five. Yeah. But there are times, like, the first the first match I played with the deck, game one, I 
miss sort I I did the scheming wrong yep. and lost. Game two, I won on turn three. Game three, I won on turn three. Scheming is one of those very odd cards that, aside for if you actually see your combo pieces, that you're like, oh, I have three of them in hand, I need this last one, uh, and then yeah. I can just go off in one turn. It's just kind of like mill five. I, I, I'd honestly say, for all the times I cast scheming, on average, it mills 4.5 cards. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I like scheming a lot. Um, did you play? You played four dig two crews, right? Yes. Yeah, that's definitely correct. Did you ever go off without a mana dock? No. Okay, so it is possible to go off with just Seda Wayfinder in play. And I did it through oh. a siege rhino as a blocker. It was hilarious. I thought for sure I was screwed, and. I managed to do it. I, I I play the CFB version, but I have uh, a main deck Hammerhand, which I okay. think should be Messenger Speed instead. Yeah, cause just because of trample. trample. And sometimes you can't bounce their blockers, especially if it's a carrier tune. Um, I also have uh, a main deck instead of the Swan Song. I have a main deck Triton Tactics, which has been really good. That's the untap two creatures one, right? Yeah. So when you're going off, it helps you to generate mana, but it also automatically protects you against both Bile Blight and Anger of the Gods. Seems sweet. I suppose. There's, no, there's nothing funnier than your opponent Bile Blighting his own Sylvan Carrier to, to kill yours, and then you Triton Tactics yours in response. I could see that how that would cause a table flip. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, I mean, I, I just, I just kind of like always played in a way where... <coughs> I basically was able to figure out kind of what the potential things they have in their deck was. So it did happen that two opponents did try and bob like their carry did, but I had like another instant in response. Yeah, yeah, and that's sweet too because Jeskai Ascendancy is just is not a fair card. No, it's it, it, it's not. The, the one thing I will say because I have played the deck in modern as well, and modern is just stupid. Uh, in standard, it's very much like it's built around loops. So yeah, yeah. as long as uh, obviously, you're going to have people that don't enjoy playing against it because it's not interactive magic, and I understand that. But it's at least you can explain to the person, you're like, look, okay, I have Ascendancy, Cornucopia, and like a Retraction Helix. So I'm going to continuously bounce this to play it to loot through my deck to find this card. At which point, like, say it's Alter the Brood, play Alter the Brood, then I'll bounce Cornucopia and do that, right? So there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, okay, do it. But at least, like, that, it's clearly explained. Uh, admittedly, yeah. there's one time where Altar of the Brood was the last card in my deck. So, alluding through my entire deck took slightly longer than, say, I would have liked to win. But, I mean, I still did win, as opposed to the modern one where you're just cantrip, trigger, trigger, cantrip, trigger, trigger, cantrip, trigger, trigger, cantrip, trigger, trigger. Yeah, cantrip, it's trigger, like trigger. eggs. Yeah. I find, as well, like most opponents, when I showed them the combo, some said, show me your win con, or some just scooped. And I, that, that's fine. Like, you know, that's the kind of, that's the way a combo deck should play. Travis, did you play against it at all? Uh, I didn't play against it, but it did, one of them did make our top eight. Well, what did you get, did you have any thoughts on it from the other perspective? Cause I haven't played against it, I've only played the deck. Uh, with, with the deck I was running, I knew it was pretty much an auto loss. You're on, yeah. It, yeah, you, cause you have no disruption at all, right? And Not in the main, no, in the, uh, in the sideboard, um, I had, uh, uh, Silence to Believers and Heroes Downfall and Thoughtseize to, but 
I mean... Yeah. Downfall's too slow. Silence is way too slow. Thoughtseize is only a problem if you have pressure to follow it up. Right. Like I said, I'm, it's almost an auto loss. I mean, that's my only way to combat it. I mean, I mean, they can always screw up, of course, but... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I did get told at game day, uh, on more than one occasion, that game day is for fun and to enjoy yourself, and everyone comes to game day playing fun decks that they just brewed up, and that to bring a deck like that to game day is against the spirit of game day, and you shouldn't do that. <laughs> just play better scrub. Which, so then, the, the game day that I did win, uh, the finals was me playing Jeskai Ascendancy against uh, my opponent playing Blue-Black Control, to which we were yeah. joking that clearly we, we we showed up with... We ruined game day for everyone. Actually, that that's a pretty bad matchup for you if they have Negate. Yeah. our uh, In our top eight, the, that's what it lost to. It lost to Blue-Black Control. It is. That, yeah, because I lost to Salt-Eye Control as well. The, like, whip? Or just... Uh, no. Just blue-black control splashing green for Kiora. Okay. So similar to... Oh, no, I guess the deck of the Protor had, was carried to in uh, Corsairs. Yeah, well, I had those two, obviously. But, yeah. yeah. So you won one of the three game days. How'd you do in the other two? Uh, there's one of them where I played round one... And you'll love this one. Round one, I played against mono-black discard... Because <laughs> that's a deck. It is. He he beat me in uh, three games. Uh, Were they running uh, Weiss Knot? He I I didn't see it. Uh, cards he was running though that were in, extremely enjoyable was he had four Thoughtseize and four Despise. So okay. the two games that he won turns one and turns two, uh, three of those a combination. Of three of those yeah. were cast. Uh, and then my favorite turn three of all time was uh, Rakshasha's Secret. Yeah, because that's a magic card. Because cut. that's Mine Rot 5 through 8. Because Mine Rot has ever seen tournament play. So I, I lost that because I straight up had... Hey, Mine Rot had seen tournament play. Has it? Yes. Yeah. It was occasionally good. I mean, you, you know, you have to give credit to the guy for brewing something like that up, right? It, it did. I mean, game, game three actually came down to a, a really uh, interesting race. Uh, he had a Herald of Torment, and I had a Seder Wayfinder. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fact that he top-decked a second Herald of Tor Torment to bestow it and kill me for Xaxes, uh, a Seder Wayfinder was going to get there. <laughs> Oh, because you were just casting spells every now and then to pump it, and he was dealing a damage to himself. Yeah, so he lost from Thoughtseize, Herald of Torment, and occasionally I'd just be, you know, play Alter the Brood. Jeskai said, like, Jeskai Trigger. He's like, okay, so you're coming off? I'm like, no, I hit you for two. <laughs> well, one game I played with the deck, because I, I only played it at FNM. I did not play it at game day. I actually went turn one, Alter the Brood, because my opponent was on black, and I had it in my opening hand. Okay. But I also had Caryatid and Ascendancy, so I'm like, there's no way I'm mulling this. Yeah. Turn one, alter, go. So yeah, the, the first one, it was that, and then I also lost to, uh, I lost to the Mirror, but like, I don't know, with Twin Flames and other random stuff, where he went off yeah. uh, turn three both games. That's pretty lucky. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. He's like, oh my god, I win? I'm like, yeah, you're drawing your entire deck with... Dragon mantle. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> of course, yeah. of course, you win. 
I actually don't like that version. It's too fiddly. It was that. So that's uh, there's a few things that because I had a discussion with a few of the people that they'd played it and they're like, you're playing the wrong version, blah blah blah. As I said, I like it because it has a bunch of more forums. Uh, Alter the Brood is much simpler. And uh, yeah. uh, there was another debate between basically zero mana artifacts. Whether obviously. Uh, anyone who argues for Tormod's Crypt has clearly like been scarred by Whip of Erebos for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it as a sideboard option against Whip decks, but not so me. so otherwise it comes down to like Cornucopian Briber's Purse, and the deck is really it's a combo deck. You don't want to be playing Briber's Purse and just like oh you can't attack, you can't attack, you can't attack, just like wasting out turns. Uh, and there's a lot of the times where I just cast Astro Cornucopia where X is equal to one, uh, just yes. for that extra mana. Yeah, I've done that too, and then you can still bounce it if you need to go off. Yep. Um, the thing about Briber's Pass is you can also cast it to stop a creature from blocking if you need to attack for the win. Because I don't know about you, but my commune with the gods found an awful lot of Altar of the Brutes. Uh, no, I think I milled it once. Uh, once, maybe twice. So I, at one time I like bounced my opponent's entire team, and the other time I had to... I, like, won on the next turn by bouncing their entire team, attacked through carry tids, they blocked, and then on the next turn. But, uh, no, my Commune of the Gods, actually, uh, there is above 50% of the time where it hit nothing. It yeah. hit dig through times and lands. So I'm like, oh, you get a land. I'm like, no, it's this creature enchantment. I don't get anything. Actually, I was listening to Top 8 Magic today, and, uh, they were talking about possibly running Darksteel, Citadel, and uh, in the Nile- in the Nissa version, and then you could run in Soul Artifact as well as just an alternate way to win. And Commune also happens to find in Soul. It does, but it's like it's just it's, I have the same problem with that as with the Twin Flame version of you're just kind of like adding extra stuff in. Yeah. So the, like the odds that you're milling Alter are very low, so you can just. If it and if it does happen, there are ways to to play around it. Yeah, it's just complicated. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Uh, do you think the deck is viable going forward, or is it too easy to hate out? Uh, so I actually played against. Now, admittedly, I didn't play against Sean McLaren's build, but I'm pretty sure that matchup in games two and three is absolutely unwinnable. I don't know about unwinnable, but it's pretty miserable. I mean, he's bringing in ten really good hate cards. Uh, speaking of which, uh, hate cards that are not hate cards, because uh, this came up, I had an opponent go turn two Spirit of the Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, so I played a Rotoclomistic Morph. When I unmorphed it, I uh, played a Hushring Griff. couple things. One, Hushring Griff doesn't stop unmorphing, nor does it stop triggers from creatures that are already in the battlefield. And two, while Spirit of the Labyrinth seems good in practice... You can just go Retraction Helix, my dude, Bounce Your Spirit. Yeah. And, yeah, so it stops that. Uh, but I I did play against a bunch of people that had a decent amount of sideboard hate for it. That it was just, you have to be far uh, carefuler. But the other thing is the fact that uh, the more hate they bring in, unless it's hate that's kind of like, just kind of goes with their deck, uh, it kind of dilutes their deck, so it you don't really present a clock. And, like, that's the yeah. biggest thing, right? It's the fact that the d- games you lose, occasionally you lo- the deck loses to itself, but the games you lose are the games that there's no clock, or they they present a clock with just, like, enough ways to uh, disrupt you. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you one card in testing that uh, I was terrified of, and I managed to beat twice, was uh, Idol Under the Great Revel. Uh, you cannot go off while that's on the board. Uh, no. No, that is... But, I mean, admittedly, it has, like, it suffers the same fate, if you will, as uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth, where you can just go over traction helix bounce it. Yeah, but then you need, you, you, you know, you, you can't, um, might not be able to go off that turn. If your cornucopia is already in play, for example. Oh, right, but, but I mean, I, I actually beat, I actually beat double, uh, Eidolon, which was not fun. Well, that seems enjoyable. Well, I had to wait for double helix, right? EOT helix, bounce your dude. But yeah, no, I, like, I played, uh, like against guys that, like, on one turn, basically just kept on having mana up. And, like, he had Utter End, he had, uh, Unravel the Aether as, like, hate cards. So it's just kind of, if they have absolutely no pressure on the board, then you just wait them out, wait them out, wait them out until you find, you know, your swan songs or you find enough, you know, there's one time where, like, cast, uh, retraction helix targeting my dude, uh, goes to exile, Jeskai Ascendancy in response, cats another retraction helix, uh, able to bounce my Ascendancy, then replay it, and there's a bunch of tricks that you, kind of aren't obvious at the beginning, I guess, and that you kind of learn along the way. Yeah. That's what I was saying. There's so many lines. Uh, you can win from so many board states. When I was able to win through, my opponent had cast a Siege Rhino and killed my Mana Dorks, leaving me with just Seda Wayfinder. And I had the combo in hand, and I was like, well, I know I can loot, but I, how do I get through the Siege Rhino? And then I was like, oh yeah, tap, bounce it, play another cornucopia which I loot to and then just attack through and it was it wasn't necessarily the way you want to be winning but you'll take any victory right so I, I honestly I I enjoyed playing the deck it's I and I played again I didn't really think I would I thought at first like oh it was kind of a uh, gimmicky and probably easy enough to hate out uh but the problem that came up was I don't actually own Sorens or Sarkins which kind of go into pretty much every other single deck. So this was, aside for, uh, like, 16 two-ones for one, uh, and boss slide decks, which I just, I, I don't feel like playing because I have a miserable time playing them. I was yeah. like, this is the only deck I can build. So I guess yep. Green Devotion, but I don't want to dirtle and play Green Devotion. Can you ask boss a slide. question of you both? Yeah. yeah. Do you both agree with me that the just guy said he's going to be pretty much turbo-banded in modern? Yes. No. Yes. I, I think I the, think the very next banning, it's gone. It it do, it doesn't make it to the like the next banning is before the pro tour, and your the pro players will not be playing with it at the pro tour. Is there a GP before it? There is. There's a GP in Madrid. So I I believe okay. that that GP there will, uh, it will be present. I don't think they're gonna uh, emergency ban anything out of it. They'll let it run at like one GP, but I can't see it making it to the Pro Tour for this for like a few reasons. One, it's very consistent, very good. Two, it, it's like eggs; it dirtles. It, I mean, eggs wasn't a broken deck, but they still got rid of Sunrise because the time management and you know. Right, but this is a lot faster than eggs, right? Uh, okay. So, you, have you actually played the deck? Not in modern. Okay, no. so basically, your entire deck is cantrip spells, right? Right. So you play a spell, 
you have to clearly, you know, announce your triggers, untap. There's times you have to add mana. If you have two ascendancies, play add mana. And then you have, like, okay, loot trigger. I will loot. I won't loot. So it's just the fact that you're constantly just playing, 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 playing cantrips while going through it. And it's the fact that you need to play, you basically need to get up to, say, 20 power or so in order to kill your opponent. Right. So you need to have, have played basically essentially 20 cantrips to get there. So if you're playing in a way that's, if your opponent doesn't scoop right, you have to play it out in a way. So you have to announce all your triggers, have your cantrips, you have decisions in between where, okay, do I loot here, do I not loot here? So it's just, it kind of, you can, I mean, you can show your opponent, but even then, like I played at Modern, and I showed my opponent that I had, you know, six cantrips in play, and as well as glitter, or in my hand as well as Glittering Wish. So I could get enough cantrips, I wouldn't deck myself, and then I could get the kill con. And he was like, all right, well, show me. So even that, even though I clearly had everything, it was still, you know. Yeah, well, there's two things, I think. Like, the deck is super vulnerable to a lightning bolt or an abrupt decay. You know, like, it's it's not like eggs where it's really hard to beat it with one hate spell. But it is, because even if you land that one lightning bolt or that one abrupt decay, they can just cantrip so fast into another one. It's It's much more resilient than you think it is. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, I don't think like if if it does get banned, it won't be on power level. I think I think Will's right there. The that said, however, what will get banned on power level is Treasure Cruise. Yes, definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. In in modern, I can see Treasure Cruise going. I think it's a watch even in standard. Nah, dig dig through time is much better in standard. Mm, I mean. <sighs> They're like they're they're equally good, and there's different decks that they go in. Like for example, playing Jeskai Ascendancy combo, I, I there's two cruises in there, but I mean the only time you really want cruises is when you're going off and you're only kind of looting on one card, so that when you do draw cruise, you can play cruise uh, on one blue mana, so you have extra cards in hand. So when you're looting away, you can say keep extra swan songs and stuff like that on the off chance your opponent has an answer. But I mean, digs the card you want there, whereas there are other decks where. Treasure cruise you'd want, but I don't think in standard it'll get banned. That said, I don't know. Like I, I don't know if you guys have uh, played Legacy recently. Yes. But treasure cruise uh, recently. Uh, does 2007 count as recently? <laughs> uh, no. But treasure cruise also very good in that format. It, uh, yeah. So it it also kind of changes. Treasure the, Cruise is pretty much going to be good in formats where you play cards. That that is true. Uh, so just like kind of the modern, whereas modern use pretty much was a format where you know you you can play what you're comfortable with. You can brew your own decks and whatnot. Uh, the like I played at Face on Monday and there were 40 players and normally like there's a good variety. Uh, there was a whole lot more blue decks and by that I mean at least half the field. Than there normally were. I mean, it's just the new hotness, right? Like this is the thing that Legacy goes through. That a lot of the time you will a new card will come out and everybody will talk about how unbeatable it is and it needs to be banned and then people will figure out ways to beat it and it'll die down. Same thing happened with True Name Nemesis. Well, so here, here's the here's the thing though, right? There's a lot of people that you were playing Rug Delver before. Team Delver. No, it's Rug Delver, uh, with like Tarmogoyfs and uh, Nimble Mongooses, and they like it's not a thing anymore. They're just playing Blue Red Delver. Yeah, dude. But 
people were playing uh, uh, Jeskai Delver as well, so they could play True Name Nemesis with Stoneforge Mystic. That deck has died off a lot, too. Like, right, but like a card has to be really good for you to not want to play Tarmogoyfs. Um, like draw three cards for one mana? Yes. Believe me, in Legacy, the hype will die off. I think in Modern, it definitely needs to be looked at, but I don't think it's going to get banned in Legacy. There are better cards in Legacy that have not been banned. Look at, I mean, Deathrite is a much better card. But it's a much slower card, right? Well, it depends. Like, drawing three cards is by nature random. So, Deathrite isn't. Well, like, so the problem that it comes up in is really like the blue-red Delver decks. It's the decks that are essentially tempo decks, where they're just like counting your stuff, throw burn spells at you, and then like, oh, most, if you will, kind of quote-unquote the fair decks, were able to basically whittle down their resources. But then you have a card that just draws back all their resources. So I like I, mean, I, th- I, I don't think it's going to happen right away unless the uh, top eight in New Jersey has 32 copies of Treasure Cruise. Then they're going to definitely look at it much more severely, uh, which I, I don't think would absolutely happen. But down the road, if it were to happen, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Though it's... I. I I'd be more leaning towards it not happening than it actually happening. So, before we move on to Travis's story, if your metagame is filled with Jeskai Ascendancy decks, what should you be playing to beat the deck? Uh, one, if you could each come up with, like, one card. One card? Or one idea, yeah. Uh, I'd be playing the Jeskai Tempo deck. It seems to have a lot of problem with blue-black control. I would never recommend anyone play Blue Black Control. <laughs> uh, that deck just looks miserable to play. It it certainly does. So, uh, like, uh, the thing with the Jeskai uh, Tempo deck, essentially, it has counterspells and ways to interact with uh, Ascendancy, which is obviously good. I mean, every deck has that. But it also has a clock. Mantis Rider, Goblin Ravel Master, even, like, Seeker of the Way, right, provide a fairly decent clock. See, what I'd be looking at, and what I was always worried about when playing the deck was um, Stain the Mind. <laughs> I actually got that cast against me and still won. How? Because my opponent named Ultra the Brood. Okay, well, that's just silly. And I was like, uh, or no, sorry, he named Astral Cornucopia, not Ultra the Brood. My bad. Well, no, the correct card to name is just Guy's yes, Tendency, then well, you just cannot win. So, because he cast that against me, and I'm like, well, I'm dead. And then he's like, the artifact. So I was like, oh, Ultra the Brood, just my hand. I was like, you got it. He's like, no, Astral Cornucopia. I was like, okay. And he's like, so now you got no way to win, so you're just going to concede? I was like, nope. <laughs> Two mana dogs and anything else. <laughs> I was like, my turn? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Retraction helix, both my mana dorks. Bounce your entire board. Uh, play uh, all to the brood to just, you know, wipe your entire board and take it all up and then attack you with the Seder Wayfinder for 500. Game? Seems reasonable. Cool story, bro. Mm. My opponent was not impressed. Yeah, but staying in the mind to naming Jeskai Sanity is unbeatable. Well, I mean, you can beat him with Rattleclaw Mystics, but I wouldn't recommend playing Stain the Mind. That seems like a terrible card. I don't know what deck you'd want to play that in, but... Well, Stain the Mind could be played in any black deck. And don't forget, it has... Convoke. Convoke. So you can play... Like, it's pretty good in stuff like uh, Abzan with the... Uh, with the mana dogs and stuff, right? Like, if you go turn two Corsa, 
you can go turn three stain the mind naming ascendancy and you know if there's no swan song the game's pretty much over actually you, you know what i like seeing less well, i mean swan song can or stain the mind can be countered by swan song but them going turn two fleece main line turn three fleece main line or rakshasha death dealer is not a pleasant sight no, no indeed. It's like my coursers cannot block your dorks, and I'm going to get run over really soon. Rakshasa. Yeah, that deck's scary. So is the, so is the bus slide deck. Yeah, that, God, that, that's actually that another bus reason. slide deck is fast. Oh, that, God, that, I hate that. That's deck. another reason not to play the, the blue-black control deck. It pretty much just folds to bus slide. Oh my god, I hate that deck so much. Oh. It rolled me, but we'll get to that story. So, Travis. Yes. You played in provincials, or southern provincials, or whatever you want to call those. We things. call them states. Statutories. Yeah, well. <laughs> you guys are weird anyway. So, how did you do? I got third place. So, so now I have SCG open points. So, what you're saying is you didn't win. Unfortunately not. I went six one and two. Oh, that's pretty good. So, what you played blue black control? <laughs> the day I play a blue black control deck, you have my permission to kick me in the ass. I mean, I don't need permission to do that. Well, I mean, you're in Canada, so you need a lot more than permission. I played green black devotion. Just the stock list? Um, no, I moved Arbor Colossus into the main, and I played two Boonsaders main. I hate Boonsader right now. What made you play that? I wanted something that would, I could play in the first three turns, and um, something that would also trigger Ferocious for See the Unwritten. But... Don't worry, if, if, uh, and I recently submitted an article for Man Deprived about it, and you won't be in the new iteration. Uh, okay. Because it dies to Magma Spray, it dies to Magma Jet. Yeah, but if you uh, you put it on a Sylvan Carrieted, you're not going to have any problem hitting Ferocious. And you'll block for days. That seems terrible. Uh, something, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Those Siege Rhinos are scary. I, I don't believe you just told me that you put Boon Seda on a Sylvan Carrieted. Well, smack To block a Siege Rhino, I did. It saved my butt because I was at eight. Uh, Two attacks would have killed me, and I ended up winning that game just because it took about ten more turns for him to give me any damage. I do think that's actually really funny because I can't think of anything the Absent decks have that would kill that. I mean, they just Absent charm their Rhino. <laughs> no, but like in in terms, of, they have to use like that specific spell, right? Like it's pretty much yeah. that. I guess they could Bioblade one of their own Karyotids in response to you blocking as well, but uh, good old Travis. Hey, it worked. It was in a pinch. I do. I, I, I believe you. Boonsader, also annoying. Sylvan Karyotid, can't block it. Although, unless you draw all four of your Rattleclaw Mystics, then <laughs> Rattleclaw Mystic blocks it for days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's pretty silly. But yeah, okay. So, what were your good matchups? Like, what did you play against? Any good stories? Uh, in the um, in the Swiss, I played against two Absin decks, uh, two Mardu decks, and a Temper deck or Teamer deck. I, I won all those. Uh, Mardu was the only one that was any bit of trouble, and that was just because some quick crackling dooms are a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, that card's good. 
um, Absin was almost like a cakewalk. I didn't have any problem at all. No, because no, you just go bigger than they do, uh, faster than they can. Yes, and really big Genesis Hydras are awesome. I can see that. Although, Genesis Hydra see the unwritten is just a bit of a non-bow, isn't it? Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're both basically fulfilling the same thing. I guess. Uh, what, did you play the Eidolon version, or just Courses and Doomwakes? Um, I played the Eidolon version. The only black cards that were in the main were uh, three Doomwakes and one Farika. Oh, Farika's so good when you could just make snakes at instant speed. Yep. And when you can um, follow up, uh, follow up, user has a follow up to see the unwritten since it dumps in the graveyard. Oh, it does too, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, it's really good to see the unwritten, pull Farika into play, and then make four snakes and say, all right, come at me, Absin. Yeah. I won that game. I, I played a Farika in my deck too, but we'll get to that. I also won the so, game where I, um, I had an Eidolon in play and then revealed uh, two uh, more Eidolons off of CV and written. <laughs> and drew all the cards. I almost decked myself. You just drew every single card. Just just all of them. Oh, my God. Well, CV and written was really, really good for me all day long. I regularly drew my entire deck every game. Yeah, me too. It's not difficult with Chess Guy Ascendancy. Yeah, but you drew your whole deck in a blue deck. That's like common. I drew my whole deck in a green deck. I mean, he does have a point. I get handicapped points for that. <laughs> I, I can see you playing this deck well, honestly. Like the blue, the green-black version? Mm -hmm. I can see well enjoying it. No, I, I specifically didn't want to play green turtle creatures. I mean, up until the Day of States, I was running a green-red... Uh, monsters just splashing black for Doomwake because um, Goblin Rabble Master was everywhere. And, I, I mean, I played against it three or four times on at State, so, I mean, it ended up being a good choice. Um, and Doomwake was just a monster in those matchups. I actually, I want to come back to, to Goblin Rabble Master after we finished our, our tournament stories because I, I have some distinct thoughts about that card. Um, would you play that? The, actually, the best thing about the deck all day, um, I think Genesis Hydra was the MVP, but uh, the best thing about the deck was I had about uh, 10 or 11 basic lands in the deck, so I never had trouble playing my two drops on turn two, my three drops on turn three, whereas right. the people playing Abzan and Mardu always seem to have a tap land on those turns to set them back. So not only could I get to those monsters faster, but I always managed to hit them on time. So that was a really big difference. Did you ever ultimate Nyssa? I didn't need to. I had like five four fours. Yeah, but ultimating Nyssa is sweet. <laughs> Especially against Perilous Vault, because you, your lands just sit there and go, I didn't see Perilous Vault all day, fortunately. Yeah, that card's good. Uh, sweet. And then would I, you play it again? The, what would you, uh, top eight, I played Absent again. It was another cakewalk. And then I got uh, the top four, I played against Jessica Agro. And in both games, he dropped, uh, he went Seeker of the Way into Mantis Rider, into Removal Spell, into uh, uh, Burn Slash Mantis Rider. He yeah. just had the perfect tempo draw. Yeah, that deck is sometimes unbeatable when it does stuff like that. Seeker of the Way turned out to be a great big pain in the butt. 
Yeah, that lifelink, and like, it, it looks so innocuous, and then they cast like a couple of quick burn spells, like, they magma jet in their upkeep to smooth their draw out, and then they like, lightning strike your blocker, or, or they stoke your courser, and then, before you know it, they're attacking for four and gaining four life. And it's never safe to block the dang thing, even with uh, like a, a Pelucranus, he could just, it was, you know, block, oh, yeah, they're gonna trade and he that. bounces something, or... Or lightning strike it. Yeah. Or God forbid they Jeskai charm a creature. That happens. And just, like, like yeah. yeah, the deck is silly. I mean, Seeker of the Way is going to be seen probably in, in uh, a, a much more decks than I ever would have given it credit for looking at it. I, I've seen it try to make its way into some Absin decks. Just a 3-3 three, three Lifelinker basically on turn two is a pain. Like, I, given the fact that that green deck has always had trouble with stuff like Mantis Rider and Stormbreath Dragon, I don't understand why it's not playing more Arbor Colossus. Well, I did run two in the main, which was really good in the Swiss. Um, uh, I ended up taking out um, Butcher the Hordes and Wingmate Rocks with them, but um, I just never got them in the top four. And Hornet Queen, of course, is just awesome yeah. against flies. Well, have you played against this deck? The absent? No, sorry, the devotion deck. Yeah, uh, I did. I mean, it, it's a pretty easy matchup for combo. But what do you think of the deck in general? I know you don't want to dirtle with green creatures, but do you think it's in a good place right now? I mean, it, it really depends what it is you're playing against, right? I think probably. I don't know. I like. I, I wouldn't want to play it against the absent decks, even if you are favored in that matchup, just because. Well, essentially, like, you're dirtling with green creatures, right? And they have access to things like Doom Blast and Hostilities, so they can play around slightly better. Though I do think that Arbor Colossus is very good and very underplayed. And uh, honestly, I, I think right now it's probably as good, if not in some cases better, uh, than Pelucranos, especially in that deck. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Pelucranos right now, like... Like, besides if you're playing against, like, the token deck that, I mean, they pretty much can overrun you to begin with, uh, being Arbor Colossus kills uh, other things much more reasonably. Also, it's freaking huge. So, here's a question, Travis, you'd probably be best equipped to answer this, and well, you might even know. If you're playing Green-Black Devotion, is there any consideration given to playing Reaper of the Wilds over Pelucranos, given that it still blocks and can kill an, a Siege Rhino, plus it has some upside that Pelucranos doesn't? Uh, I mean, I've tried it before, but Pelucranos is still the best 4-drop just because he can act as removal, especially in a deck when you can generate uh, buttloads of mana. Um, uh, Rabble Master is still a problem because it's everywhere, and being able to deal that 2 damage to take the dang thing out or uh, wipe away 3 or 4 tokens is, is really important. I agree. I, I did see uh, Reaper in play, and I mean, obviously you want Prelucranos more and you want Reaper, but having, say, Reaper in the sideboard as uh, an answer for, say, other mirrors or uh, absent decks like that is, uh, is entirely reasonable. Because what I've seen a lot is you block a Siege Rhino with Pelucranos, and then they absent charm the Siege Rhino, and you lose your Pelucranos. And if you're playing Reaper, that just doesn't happen. They can absent charm all they want. That's true. I mean, the other 
the kind of, I guess, a negative for Reaper is the fact that most of those decks are in Hornet Queen. I mean... So I, I, I get that, obviously, Siege Rhine will trample over one of the tokens, but, you know, you're still basically trying a 1-1 Death Touch for Rhine. I mean, it's still in that case, trade. though, Chris. Uh, I mean, they could have just exiled your Pelucranos with Abs and Charm anyway. So if they've got Abs and Charm, your Pelucranos is going down one way or another. Sure, but you can make your Reaper on t- uh, Hexproof. If you get it to turn five, yeah. What I've also been looking at is, um, I told you I'm taking the Boon Saders out. I want to put Rakshasa Death Dealer in. Do you have enough black? Yeah. Urborg. Oh, you play Urborg. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I don't hate that. I mean, it's another early gameplay. It can still, uh, attack into, um, uh, Corsair of Crufix. Late game with all the mana you can generate, it's, can be a win condition on its own. Um, I mean, it still counts towards your devotion count. Would Air of the Wilds just be better? I've thought about him too. But he seems to excel more on defense. Well, sure, but he's still a three power attacker in a lot of cases in that deck. I don't know. I, I would be looking to the, to the two, two, two for two that's in my colors that's easier to cast, but I mean, Death Dealer is definitely a good card, and I have tons of them, so I'm really hoping it sees a lot of play. Well, send me some. I only have one right now. I have, at least in paper. Well, Will has dibs on the first four, (laughs) but I can certainly see what I can do. Maybe you should come to GP Jersey. Don't you think so, Will? Sure, you can do that. You're going to be there, right? Uh, Are you going to be there? Of course. Uh, I'm going to change my plans. I'm also going to Ottawa. Oh, then I'll definitely. Did you manage to get to uh, GP uh, Orlando? Yes, I did. Did you manage to grab a squirrel pin? I did indeed. Are you going to make me very, very, very aroused? (laughs) Probably, and I'll also send you a squirrel pin. (laughs) I think Travis now also really needs to win. um, What is it? An SCG IQ or something like that for the playmat? Don't you qualify? No, I need like six more points. So there's uh, an open coming up uh, here in about two, three weeks I may go get to go to. Depends on how the children are behaving. Because now I have the twins and a six-month-old. Oh, yeah. Your wife spawned again. That's right. And your six-month-old name is? Willow Seeley. Aww. He named, Aww. He, he named her after me. <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's so sweet. Does she like polar bears? Who doesn't? No, like but she likes bears. dogs. <laughs> oh, no, what? So she is named after Will. He is a dog. <laughs> oh, man. From you? Yeah, I mean, okay. It takes one to know one, right? I guess it does. Uh, any more stories from States? Travis, how many people showed up, by the way? Uh, we had 101. Holy moly. Wow. Mother of Moses. Is there, so I think it's it just still... that this set is that exciting. People just want to play standard well, again it, after a year off. It definitely is. Like even the the F and M's at face to face for standard, they get twenty twenty five people, but for drafts, it's fifty sixty people easy, which is yeah. just insane. Well, we're getting we, we are capping our F and M's. We never used to. We're capping them at five rounds now, and we've had to turn people away because we just can't fit any more into the store. Is I, I think the fact that this past standard format was just the same deck for same decks for the entire time. Uh, people are glad that that is not the case. They're, they want fetch lands. They want 
to do other crazy things, and especially the draft format is just you can draft oh, whatever draft. you want. It's fantastic. I have yet to get to draft this set. Um, the correct way to draft it is to draft lands over pretty much everything and play five colors. Nice. Sounds like a plan. And see, uh, Trail of Mysteries, pack one, pick one if you see it. So, uh, so then for states, does it still have, uh, I know Provincials back in the day, you had free entry to constructed tournaments for a year. Is, like, that what first place is at states, or it's just, like, packs, store credits, um, like that? This year, uh, it was packs, it was money, it was, uh, you get a specialized playmat, uh, and a medal. Oh, then you also automatically qualify for the Invitational. Oh, so you're queued for an invitation. If oh, I no. won, yeah. No, I got a points towards qualification. Okay, different. so the, the I still got a playmat. Play oh, huh? was the was the playmat the squirrel one? No, I wish. Um, yeah, like SCG runs these states. The ones that used to give the free entry was back when a whole bunch of different TOs got together to sponsor it. Yeah. Yep. So well, it was also TCG sponsored as well. I mean, SCG did a pretty good job. I mean, I was happy with what the prize support. Oh, yeah. Well, the prize support is normally provided by the TO. Why, did they not give you Born of the Gods packs? <laughs> no, I, that would have been a riot. Uh, you laugh, but one of the game days where I attended, uh, the packs that you won were not the, the same set. Well, no, because nobody has them. They're really hard to keep in stock right now. Nope, I got cons. No, we got tons of packs around here. It's just that's how they run things, and unfortunately, I asked for, I was like, can I get Theros or M15 or anything other than these two Born of the God, two Journey to Nyx packs? And he's like, nope. Oh, jeez. So I was like, okay. Because so I know Midgard, uh, the day after release, normally they do a whole bunch of drafts. They had to do, on, our, on Sunday's regular draft, on the Sunday... They had to do an M15 draft because they did not have any cons left. Oh yeah, at Face they had a they had a similar thing, but I mean they were able to restock uh, over the week. Oh yeah, they've restocked again now, but like it, the, the set is selling like crazy. I heard rumors they're already on the third print run. That's entirely possible, mostly because one of the print runs is greatly missing ink. I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen this. I have not, but they must be in a rush to oh. get them out. No, there's a. It was like one of the first ones. Uh, there's like red cards that are not actually red cards. Awesome. Uh, so, I played game day as well. Did you? And and ended up with uh, like Will had challenged me to play uh, Chromanticore. Uh, I challenged you to bestow a Chromanticore onto a Silver Hide Lord. More specifically, means- to quad bestow Chromanticores onto Slur Hive Lord. Well, now we're just being silly. Um, but that, I would have played a five-color deck if I had been able to go to both game days. But it was a choice of play Saturday or hang out with my son, and that's a no-brainer. So I played on Sunday instead. I was going to play Ascendancy Combo. I had played it at FNM and gone four and one, and I really enjoyed the deck. But then I watched the GP and saw the whip deck doing well, and yeah, the bees. That Sidisi whip deck is awesome. It also has a really good Abzan matchup after the board, or at least the version I played did. Will hates my sideboard choice. Uh, after you beat people with uh, Hornet Queen, did you pull out your phone and show them the Oprah uh, 
video <laughs> of everyone getting bees? I did not, uh, but I should uh, have. How many um, whip did you play, Chris? Main? Uh, I three whip main because I had some tech, and uh, the tech never got on to camera. But the two matches where I did play it off camera were really good, and that tech, Jace, the Living Guild Pact. Awful. Actually, no. Awful. For, for for all the kids listening at home, Joshua Lemish, this includes you. Don't play Jace the Living Guild Pact. The deck, uh, so the deck is based around getting fat creatures into the graveyard and keeping their threats off the board. And Jace does that. His plus one puts him out of range of pretty much every burn spell, even Faded Conflagration, which people locally are starting to play, because it kills Siege Rhino and Elspeth and Sarkin and pretty much anything else you can care to name. Uh, also, it just puts Hornet Queen in your graveyard and smooths out your draws in the process and can sometimes put a land on top for Corsa. I'm confused. Isn't just casting Hornet Queen better? If you have seven mana. You always have seven mana. No, you don't. Sometimes when you play Jace on turn four, you don't. Now, I only so have two in the deck. your plan is to play Whip on turn five, activate on turn six? No. Seems, seems like, seems like you're losing value. You only sometimes have whip. Besides, I I couldn't find the fourth Sidisi, so I needed something to fill that fourth gap. Sidisi, like, Sidisi obviously is a good card. <laughs> and the times where she stuck, she was very good. But I, I didn't ever feel like she was the best card in the deck. Whip was definitely the best card in the deck. And that and Hornet Queen, all day. I like Sidisi a lot. <laughs> so, one game I went, turn two, say to Wayfinder hit four spells and turn four Sidisi hit three land. <laughs> That's backwards. Damn it. That's not what's supposed to happen. I lost that game. But I, I really watched, enjoyed playing it. Uh, I watched one uh, guy playing for top eight and, and, and this guy is known for having quite the temper. Um, hit uh, three straight uh Attacks with the DC of uh, three land and get galvanically PO'd and storm out of the restore. That doesn't surprise me. I would probably be pretty upset with that as well. Uh, Will watched me play my quarterfinal and semifinal match, and although he completely disagreed with one line of play, which we're going to talk about in a second, I think he would agree that the deck did do pretty well. You you did win your quarterfinal and semifinal, which is what's important in Magic. Your final, however, you did not win. No, but what did I lose to? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was too busy being a game day champion. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lost to the mono red slide deck. <laughs> Very convincingly. But I beat... I, I was 4-0 against Abzan midrange on the day. And then we had a five-round tournament, plus two... Plus my both my top eight matches were against Abzan. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, my sideboard tech included Villainous Wealth. Because the deck, their deck plays so many good threats, and they're all around the 4 and 5 mana mark, that casting a Villainous Wealth is almost always going to hit you into something awesome. I really like Villainous Wealth. Uh, guys, you're yeah. mispronouncing Nemesis Wife. 
I'm sorry. He's he's quite right. We are mispronouncing it. It should be called Nemesis Wave. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the deck. I enjoyed whipping back Hornet Queens. That was just sick. I had um, a single Necropolis Fiend, which never actually got to tap to use its ability. It was just a 4-5 flyer. Pretty sure I'd rather have Abhorrent Overlord in the deck. Uh, I also had a single Sagumola, which I never actually had to do anything with. So that was fine. Um, Hornet Queen just basically did all of my work for me. Which is not really surprising. That card is not a sensible magic card. It is very good. Yeah, I, mean, and, uh, I don't think I've lost yet when I've landed Hornet Queen. So the big the big deal for me against against Abzan was the sideboard. I went I brought in uh, Garrick against the Planeswalker version. I brought in uh, Drown and Sorrows if I knew they had Hornet Queen, and I brought in the Villainous Wealth, and that worked really well. You take out Sadisi a lot of the time because. They just have way too many ways to beat it. So here's the play. Uh, I had a Nyx Weaver. I was playing two Nyx Weaver, two Seda Wayfinder, because I find Wayfinder is a little too uh, hit or miss. And Weaver lets you do a whole bunch of tricks with Whip. Plus it has Reach, which can sometimes be relevant against things like Mantis Rider. I had I whipped back a uh, Nyx Weaver attacked with it, and then he didn't block. So I sacked it after combat to get back Villainous Wealth. I was ahead on the board. He was on something like 8 life. I had 6 points of flying damage, which he could not stop. But I needed to get the rest through. So if I had tapped out, I could have done Villainous Wealth for 8. And this is against Abzan. I had Disdainful Stroke in hand, so instead of going for 8, I went for 6 and kept up Disdainful Stroke. Will claims that was a misplay. Uh, I can see why you did it. And I stand by that it was a misplay. You either cast Nemesis Wave for max value, or you're not allowed playing the card ever again. (laughs) What would you have done, Travis? Would you have maxed out and tapped out, knowing that he could have either End Hostilities or Dune Blast, which is basically the only cards he has to kill you? I probably would have saved the minute for the counterspell. Both of you are never allowed playing Nemesis Wave again. <laughs> Max value uh, well, or no value. Who who won that game? Uh, you did not. You lost. I did, actually. No, I, I just checked the judge rules. Uh, it clearly states if you do not cast Nemesis Wave for max value, that is disqualification from the tournament and loss <laughs> I mean, of a judge rank. If he checked with the judge, Chris, you're you're in the wrong. I mean, I was the judge, so I'm pretty sure he didn't. That is results-oriented thinking, there, Christopher. <laughs> that is not the way to play magic. Oh, but I was actually really happy with my play. Will did point out a couple of misplays on camera that I would agree were misplays but did not affect the actual outcome, which is basically the best type of misplay to make, right? Ones where you, you do something wrong, but it doesn't make you lose. So long as you see them at the end. Main phasing hero's downfall. Yeah, you know why I did that? Because he killed mine and I was pissed off. I'm like, oh yeah? Well, kill yours. And you could have seen an extra card. 
I, I agree. It was, it was a misplay. As was uh, not casting Nemesis Way for max value. Shut up. Which, of course, just to point out to, to viewers at home, or listeners at home, my bad, uh, this time he was like, oh, you know, I'm ahead on board and whatnot there. There's no way I'm going to lose. I'm going to hold up counterspell magic. And yet, if you may remember, there was this time where he this, had this never went on the board. He had the lock, nope. Benzer lock. And nope. then, you know, he could have just cast and treat the angels for, say, maybe one angel, two angels nope. max. But instead, he decided to go for max value and then get blown out by Lost in the Mist. I have no recollection of this. Actually, you're incorrect. I know. You, you left up three mana for Mana Leak. To pay for Mana Leak, And, yes. of course, you got blown out by Lost in the Mist. <laughs> I don't actually remember this. I do. I have blotted it from my memory. I do. I remember it. I went 4-0 at that FNM, or that Wednesday night standard tournament. And you went 3-1 because you lost to Lost in the Mist. Now, to be fair, I thought I was being smart by leaving up three mana for Mana Leak, and I was, but nobody told me that I was actually playing in Dirtle Central, where Lost in the Mist is a real magic card that you need to play around. No value or max value. That is the correct way to play X mana spells. Like, did you ever see me playing Bonfire for less than max value? No, if you Bonfire, you Bonfire for all the manas. What did you? What kind of deck did you play Bonfire in? I well, played was it, it in uh, all the decks. Was it in? Was it in Jund? It, maybe it was. <laughs> I hear you like to play Jund. I do like Sphinx's Revelation, max value all the time. Is that because you're a powerful wizard? Uh, I'm a dark mage. <laughs> no, are you the darkest mage? No, that's Michael Jacobs. Okay, very well. All right, so that's our stories. Uh, now, if you had a tournament this weekend, what would you be playing? Well. Uh, what format? Standard. Oh. Because there's a sealed tournament this weekend that I was kind of hoping I could play that Mantis Rider deck that Kai retweeted about. Oh, yeah, the double Mantis Riders? That was pretty dumb. I would be playing the Jeskai Ascendancy combo, but that's personal preference. Uh, if I wasn't playing that, one, due to card availability, and two, due to the fact that I've already played the deck, I'd be playing the, the Jet Ski deck, because I refuse to call it Jeskai Wins. Yeah, Just Guy Wins is dumb. That was actually the... Well, no, it wasn't the worst name there, but it was not good. It was terrible. Also, it was funny, though, when they posted the top eight deck lists. I don't know if you saw Sean yes, Clarence. Just Guy Wins Pro... Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, correct... Uh, now, true or false, Jesk Sly was actually one of the best options there. I'm still sticking to Jet Ski. Well, yeah, but that was never going to be chosen, right? But Je- Jesk Sly was good. Was that actually an... Op- was Jet Ski an option? I th- I don't know. I think because if it was, people failed even more than you not casting them this way for max value, and that is a lot of failure. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> at least I didn't lose to Ratchasa's secret. That's true, but I am game day champion. Uh, actually, the dude. What was if it? I played the game day with people playing Ratchasa's secret, no, it would probably it, be game day it champion. It wasn't the same game day. I lost that game day. Uh, <laughs> there was. I actually did play the. Uh, because, you know, people will be like, oh, Will, you never play fun decks. Uh, what was it? The first FNM uh, after the Concentar Gear came out. No, wait, I drafted. So the second FNM after Concentar Gear played out, uh, came out. I played uh, the uh, Tomoharu Saito had posted a Villainous Wealth, like, Mega Ramp deck. Oh, yeah. I played that deck. Did, did it have the dic- is that the one with the Dictate? Uh, it's the one with the Dictate, and... They had four index copies of Dictated Karamitra and four index copies of Ingeric's Wake. 
So this actually happened to a friend of mine. He played that deck. Okay. And his opponent, Kratos clawed him, or Kratos clawed his uh, Corsa. Mm-hmm. So end of turn, he thinks, okay, Kratos claws is gone. Flash out Dictate of Karamitra. Mm-hmm. Then he draws Villainous Wealth and does it for like 18. Doesn't kill his opponent, who then untaps and Kratos claws him for 27. <laughs> Fantastic. My favorite one was actually... I end a turn, cast Triple Dictate, and then just milled my opponent's entire deck. That seems reasonable. <laughs> you know. You do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, indeed. Uh, what about you, Travis? What would you be playing? Travis? Remember how we mentioned the be- I mentioned the beginning of the cast that today is Travis's birthday and he may not live to see another one? Well, yes. he may not see live to see the end of this birthday. Sorry, was hacking. Um, I still like Green Black Devotion with Rickshasa Death Dealer. I'm still giving it a whirl. Um, I do think Absin is the best in the format, though. I, I have I have some secret tech for you. Apparently, it's really good against uh, Jeskai Ascendancy. You should play uh, Rickshasa Secret in your sideboard. It's true. I have to look that up. This is like the fourth time you've mentioned it. <laughs> true. If you if you despise turn one, despise Thoughtseize on turn two, and then. Just turn three and four, double Rakshasha's secret, it's just game over. I mean, that seems unbeatable to me. Pretty much against any deck, that's <laughs> unbeatable. Besides for the, the boss Sly deck, uh, you're in trouble. Oh my god, I can't believe you lost to that card. That was fantastic. I also did lose the other game day that I played. I lost uh, to the deck that had four main deck uh, Crackling Dooms. That, every, okay. that all three games, he had all four of them. Yeah, but Crackling Doom is a card. No, I know, but he had four main deck, four main deck Anger of the Gods, and to top it off, because clearly if I'm losing to a deck, it has to have cards that should not be played. Uh, having game three, having gone through four Crackling Doom and three Anger of the Gods, and thinking I'm in the clear, I cast the last carry that's in my deck, pass the turn, having the win in my hand next turn, at which point he exiles nine cards from his graveyard. Dead drop. And plays dead drop. Dead drop! You got dead drop. Oh my god. <laughs> to which I was like, you definitely deserve the win. So what I want to do in standard, and I don't know if this is good, but it certainly seems fun. I'll start off with no, and then maybe I'll be convinced. Probably not. <laughs> I want to play red-blue, but I want to play like a, a sort of a, a burn deck, with Treasure Cruise and possibly Dig Through Time. Just a whole bunch of spells, stuff like Anger, maybe Aether Spouts, a couple of um, Karanos maybe, and then just like empty my hand quickly and win with Burn. Is this this the same deck that you suggested you want to play Riddle of Lightning or Riddle with Lightning in? Yes, it is, because... Alright, there's two things I want to accomplish with this deck. Sure. I think Riddle of Lightning hitting Treasure Cruise or Dig Through Time might be good. Sure. Also, I really want to ultimate Chandra Pyromaster and hit a Dig Through Time. Okay, so what you're saying is you like how good the Jeskai, the Jetski deck is with the Mantis Riders and the Seeker of the Way, and you don't want to play those cards. I, I want to have better mana. I also don't want to play creatures, really, to, so I strand their removal in hand. Right. 
Like I said, this is definitely an FNM deck. I would not take this to a real tournament. At a real tournament, I'm playing Ascendancy Combo or Salsa. I mean, let's be fair. Out where you live, they don't really have real tournaments, so FNM well, is a We have a PTQ on January 10th, so you can bite me. Um, also, your PTQs are so awesome that you need to bring me in to judge them. Yeah. But you have, what, three L2s? Uh, we have Mauro Bongiovanni. Okay, you have three L2s. Mauro doesn't count. Okay, we have Michael McClemmon, who's trying to leave town as quickly as possible. Uh, we have Robert Henriksen, and we have Eric Carre. Robert's good. Rob's a good judge. I think... We usually but There's a lot of good burn spells. Kiranos is a good card. It is. Also, there is a card that's in... I think it's Journey into Nyx. Oh, this should be a good card. I don't know if it's good, but it looks like it could be in the right deck. First of all, I love Fated Conflagration right now in a two-color deck because it does kill a Siege Rhino. It kills an Elspeth when she goes up. It kills a Sorin and a Nyssa. And it lets you scry if you do it on your turn. So I think that card is underplayed and probably very good. All right, I'll let you play this deck on one condition. What's that? You have to run enchantments in it. And I'm thinking two in sp- and specifically. Uh, you're thinking Dictate of the Twin Gods? Uh, no, I guess you can run that one too. Which two are you thinking of? Thinking a quiet contemplation and goblin slide. And goblin slide. That's not going to happen. Really, you're not even going to run quiet contemplation. No, that seems relatively decent. I mean, possibly, but the card I'm thinking of, and Will is going to laugh. I know he I is. Would never is do that. I would never mock or make fun of you while wearing a hat. You can honestly say that with a straight face, Will. <laughs> I don't wear hats, so yes, I can. Uh, no, it's Spite of Mogus. Uh, that's the one that deals damage to a creature or player equal to the number of instants or sorcerers in your graveyard. No. Oh. It, it, it actually doesn't hit players. It's just, just creatures? Yeah. Oh, that card is <laughs> worse. It's, it's one mana, and I figure... In that deck, it's always going to be at least a lightning bolt, or a, not a lightning bolt, a, um, a flame slash. Isn't that sorcery speed? Yes, so is flame slash. Mm, yeah, but flame slash is a cool name. Usually you're slashing with flame. I, I agree. Flame slash does have a cool name, but I, I don't know. It's, it's not a four of, don't get me Can wrong. You play a one of Ghost Fireblade in the sideboard? Why? I have no colorless creatures. Who cares? Hell, I have no creatures. That's not true. What you I'm have thi- Yeah, he's never getting turned on. And I, I might think about running some creatures in the sideboard, maybe. I don't know. I really want to try this deck. I, I've always liked the idea of being able to burn my opponent out. Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise are both very good cards. I think we can all agree on that. Oh, what do those cards do? Uh, one of them says win the game. The other one says probably win the game. I don't think there's any cards in this format currently that say win the game on them. Uh, they might as well. Have, did you play against any of those cards, Travis? Travis has uh, died on us again. Okay. Very unfortunate. Um, uh, I tested against them, but didn't get to actually play against them. Like Dig, dig Through Time is actually just ridiculous. Okay, so I'm going to go on a limb here and saying that... For GP New Jersey, which if Chris is going to, I may or may not be going to, uh, which is Legacy, uh, there may have at one point slid through my hands 
a deck that I will refer to as, uh, for lack of a better name, Jun Cruz. Oh, no. I didn't say I was playing it. Oh, God. But I did say that it was certainly interesting, and, you know, if anyone does want to play Jun Cruz, uh, they have to call it Jun Cruz. They can't call it something else. I did hear a rumor that some people were looking at hooting mandrels instead of Tomagoyf in in modern. Uh, yes, there was a GPT that I play uh, that I judged the, the top four. There was someone who's playing a, a rug uh, shell that had a hooting mandrels in it, which was actually relatively decent. I mean, he was playing mandrels because he didn't have Tomagoyfs. But that seems fine. Like it's a four-four trampler, probably on turn two or three in modern, especially in a deck like that where you're going turn one fetch land discard spell. Uh, rug. Oh, okay, fetch land bolt. Yeah, so slightly less. But yeah, no, it was uh, like the times it was played, it seemed relatively uh, impressive. So, <coughs> I was I was quite surprised by that. What do you think about it, Travis? About which one? Hooting mandrels. I want to try it. I have, I mean, I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought, but I think it's definitely worth trying. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's a 4-4 trampler. It's going to get through a lot of stuff in modern. Uh, yeah, I can see it being good. I want to try Sultai in modern. It, Doing what with it? I just, the way Jun works, like a value deck, using treasure crews and um, Tarmogoyf, or not Tarmogoyf, but uh, Ink Ooze now. Um, Snapcaster. It just seems like it's got a lot of good interactions if you can get some stuff in the graveyard. So, if, gentlemen, you will move with me for a moment to Magical Christmas Land, is it or is it not insane to ultimate Chandra Pyromaster and hit Dig Through Time? That would be pretty stupid. I mean, I suppose there's like there's like better things you can hit. Like what? World fire, well, yeah, world obviously, fire. stoke through stoke the flames would be pretty sweet to hit them for twelve. But like looking at twenty-one cards and picking six, well, it's not really at seven and two, seven and two, seven and two. But still, like you're seeing basically your entire deck and picking most of the best cards out of it. What if you only have seven cards left in your deck? Then you don't ultimate Chandra, you muppet. Well, that doesn't seem right. But yeah, I I just I really want to do that. I'm probably going to end up playing this deck at FNM. It'll probably lose horribly, but I will do things that I want to do. And really, that's the reason I play FNM. I play to win. I'm pretty sure Travis does too. Yeah, to have fun and win at the same time. <laughs> I have fun when I win. All right, anybody got any brews before we wrap this baby up? I'm sure Joshua Lemish does, but we don't want to hear from him. I'm working on a few, but I'm saving them for mana-deprived articles. Well, this is a mana-deprived podcast with any luck, so... Oh, good. So, (coughs) since you know where the site is, you can go read his articles later. Yes, and mine. That's true. And Will's, if he ever learns how to write. Oh, I know how to write, I think. (laughs) Okay, so let's move to... A random moment of geekery. Will, 
go! All right, so quick aside for the people that don't know, we've probably recorded this podcast like three or four times, the comeback one, and there's one of them where I sang uh, Backstreet's Back by uh, the Backstreet Boys, so too bad you guys missed that, and it's never going to air. As for my actual moment of geekeries, uh, I recently acquired uh, the board game called Concept. It's like a guess the guess the word board game based on like it has a board it has pictures or whatnot there it's kind of difficult to explain uh but if you're if you enjoy board games and like kind of family games or whatnot there uh concept is a really good one and you should check it out also uh i don't know how like no one ever thought about this till now but i don't know if you guys know the site the chive but they had a yeah. contest recently uh to input or to submit uh, designs for chris farley t-shirts uh, with the title being uh, The Legend, and Legend being L-E-J-U-N-D. So I don't, I don't okay, know. Okay, so you need that shirt? I, I obviously need that shirt. It hasn't come out yet. They're, they're still in the contest, pro, uh, contest part, but I don't know how no one ever came up with that before. That's It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah you, you really need that shirt. That's true. Also, uh, so last, before I pass it on to Travis, before he dies... As a uh, a public uh, service announcement for everyone, uh, more Americans have been married to Kim Kardashian than have died from Ebola. Ebola. So, don't worry, guys. You know, just uh, just relax. No need to fear. Uh, Travis, moment of geekery. Uh, my moment of geekery is uh, Randy Orton RKO's everything. Yes, yes, Travis. Yes. He very much does. Even I enjoy it. Oh my God, that was whoever so good. creates those is awesome. I want his talents. The one, my favorite one is the one where the guy's on the bike and he does the flip. Yeah. And Orton flips with him. Oh, so good. Yeah, that video is hilarious and should be watched by all and sundry. Well, now it will be. Oh, man. So good. Okay, so my moment of geekery is food related because I'm a foodie. Uh, That's why I'm so fat. While in Orlando for GP Orlando, by the way, I was staying in a gated community with a guy named Zimmerman, and I had a hoodie with me, my mana deprived hoodie, so I couldn't eat Skittles the whole time I was there. But you drank that Arizona tea, didn't you? Oh, baby, did I. I bought an entire gallon jug of it. I didn't even know it came in those big ass. I think it was was a five gallon jug or something. A huge jug of Arizona iced tea, and I guzzled that stuff like it was going out of fashion. Oh, anyway, yeah, I went to Epcot, my first time at Disney, and by coincidence, they had the International Food and Wine Festival going on. Well, you should probably tell people, for anyone who's never been to Epcot. What was that, Travis? I have a friend who was there at the same time. Just just tell the people, for anyone who's never been to Epcot, uh, Epcot is basically a giant food court. It It is a giant food court. It's also basically like the world into little tiny spaces it's it's awesome it really is it's disney for adults is basically what it is yeah, it's a food court while the kids are playing at disney on the rides and there are even a few rides at epcot like, it, it's it's really fascinating but the food my god i i managed to eat all my way around i didn't get something at every country oh did you go beer garden like that? i suggested the, no because i'm not really a beer drinker neither am i but, but the I, german food is awesome Well, see, by the time I got to Germany, because I started the other side, I went to the Scotland and then went that way, sort of counterclockwise. So which countries Uh, did you not go to? 
I didn't have anything from Australia because it was all seafood. Wow, that's really racist. No. Australia will kill you, though. Uh, they have spiders in Australia. The crispy pork belly in Brazil was amazing. The best thing I Wait, ate what? the whole day... You had them deep fry your belly? Yes, that's exactly what I said. The best thing I ate all day was the artis- uh, the handmade artisanal ice cream in the French area. Because they had sea salted caramel flavor. Oh, it was just unbelievably good. The whole trip was amazing. Uh, just to top it all off, the Sunday, I wasn't on staff for the Sunday, so I played in the Super Sunday series. Uh, that's a story for another time. Long story short, Secret Plans does not draw you a card when you play a more face down. Um, what? I went, we went to, uh, Fogo. I was at Fogo for the very first time, and the meat sweats are real, kids. <laughs> I am here to tell you. I mean, you consume as much bacon as I do, you just have, you become immune to the meat sweats. Oh no, no, it's not just the bacon. They kept bringing me meat. And I kept eating it. Wouldn't you think you were going too? That's that's what they do. They just walk around with meat all day long and just. Yes, I didn't realize how much variety there was. Well, that's why you sit for a few minutes, then you go fire one out, and you come back and eat more meat. There's what, like normally twenty five thirty. I don't know. All I know is I ate a lot, and I was rather ill, and it was great. And we we had a laugh and a half, and we called it a meat faucet, and there was infinite meat on a sword, and oh, it was just so much fun, I want to go back. So now I have to go to GP Indy, because I know there's a FOGO. There's a GP in Indy? That's, re- there that's is relatively there. close to where Travis lives, so you can hang out. Um, that's the plan. I'm also going to GP Charlotte, so I can hang out with Chewy, but then I find out he's going to GP Jersey, so I might not have to. Anyway, that's my random moment of geekery. So, on that note, let's wrap this baby up. So, for Will and for Travis, this is Chris saying join us again next time for another exciting episode of Horde of Notion. (laughs) 